0: hello and welcome to the empowered wisdom hour it's wednesday may 27th 2020 and i am your host molly mccartney for those who don't know me i'm a spiritual life coach and energetic therapist based in orlando florida and my mission is to help empower your wisdom and spiritual gifts so you can find peace no matter what you are dealing with so I do this through private sessions in person and by phone all around the world, not just on Podbean, uh, not just on a podcast, but um, if you'd like, you can check out my website at mollymccartney.com or follow me on Instagram at Empower Your Wisdom and Facebook Molly McCartney to learn more. Um, and I see you there in the chat room. David, thank you. Hello and welcome. Um, so today's theme is how your inner work helps others. And uh, you may have heard the quote, be the light you wish to see in the world. Uh, more than once. And in this show, I'm going to talk about what it means on a practical level. So it's more than just a, a pretty phrase. It's more than just an inspirational thing to say. Uh, living by example can help others transform far more than your judgments, opinions, force, um, and any convincing argument can. It's just it's just a fact. Energy um, matches energy. So If you're going to bring force and argument to the world, that's what you're going to get. So today we're going to talk about how not only just being more at peace with yourself and being more present can help um, eliminate arguments and and eliminate stress that that they bring into your life, but we're also going to talk about what inner work is and why it matters. So um, it's all about changing the world and it's all about it being an inside job. So this is our ninth episode, and it's our ninth, ninth uh, I think our uh, eighth live episode. Oh, hold on, my music is being weird. Okay, there we go. Um, I think it's our eighth live episode, but our ninth episode in a series of shows dedicated to lending a spiritual perspective to the global COVID-19 pandemic. And as always, I hope this one will be helpful for you in finding a supportive, uh, supportive spiritual perspective in a time of fear and chaotic energy, especially where the media is concerned. So I'm not sure what's going on around you, but I know that many are affected by this media craziness. So if you are or if you're not, um, I'm sure you know someone who might be, or at least at this point is, is struggling a bit. So while we can't change their experience, we can certainly change how we're responding to the world. So, um, going forward, I do want to let you guys know I won't be live every week, but I will be posting two to four pre-recorded shows each month with insights to help you on your spiritual journey because I love doing that. Um, and I hope to have some cool interviews come up too, like we did, um, probably the prior year before I came back this year. Um, we did a lot of interviews, so we're going to do a few more of those too. But as for today, I'll be sharing a few thoughts before I open the lines for calls, and then we'll end with a guided meditation to help focus your thoughts and your energy on balance and inner work and inner peace. So um, you can also feel free to type your question or comment in the chat anytime, and I'll get back to it when when it comes time to take those questions. So, Here we go. How does your inner work help others? So first I want to talk about what that is. What is inner work? There's a lot of ways to go about it. um, And there's a lot of areas that we can work on within ourselves. So inner work um, could be spiritual development. So that's usually for people who are looking to uh, find peace and connection, um, you know, get out of unhealthy patterns in general and just find, a sense of something higher than themselves to focus on and to to um, help help feel like they have something guiding them through life a higher a higher power, so it's also about training the egoic mind um, presence um, present moment awareness is part of that mindfulness is part of that that's the Buddhist term for it and any kind of surrender so any kind of spiritual development usually requires a faith in that higher power or in spirit guides. And something that has a greater, broader perspective than you do um, to take care of things for you. So it's a big stress reliever, in my opinion, spirituality. Um, it's one of the things that, you know, I'm actually by nature, at least as a kid, pretty high strung. You know, people know me now and they'd be like, wow, you're so chill. And I actually heard that, you know, when I was a teenager, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm a piano wire inside um, because that's, you know, it, I was given that kind of, um, I won't say injury, but that challenge of being a little bit high strung and definitely an overthinker and had a lot of, you know, kind of grief trauma earlier in my life to learn how to manage it, to learn how to not um, necessarily overcome it, but learn how to be my true self, but also find peace and that mixed uh, in with some early religion and, and, a deep desire to go further with my spirituality. That's, that's what led me on the path. So we all have a reason. Usually it's a breakdown of some kind. Um, it can be a life change, a life trauma, a dark night of the soul where you're just kind of feeling like, what's the point anymore? Um, you know, or just, you know, wanting, you know, some people wanting to to check out wanting to, to go ahead and get out of the planet, get off this planet, you know, what's the, the next step is to go beyond the physical and spiritual development can offer that for for people. Um, another way to do inner work is if you're on the healer's path. So not everyone on the spiritual path is on the healer's path. And the healer's path is a path of service. So that's where you kind of, While you're on your spiritual journey, you kind of know that this is going to lead to helping others one day. And whether or not you have that does not make your spiritual path right or wrong. And it's it is it is um, you know some say a noble path or you know a very admirable path it is and it's a hard one and if you're not called into it you're just not and and you know sometimes being a mother is your is your purpose or a parent of any kind or um, you know being the strongest woman in your corporate office to show other women what what's possible maybe your purpose um, you know just taking care of your family with a J-O-B, a job that you don't love your spirit's not into but you take care of your life and your family. So you can enjoy things outside of that. You know, sometimes the work that you came to do, or the contributions you came to make are not necessarily professional spiritual contributions. So, but you know, on the healer's path, there's usually some interest in, um, you know, either reading for others, intuitive reading, mediumship, doing some kind of healing work that you probably want to do on the side if you don't do it for a living. And um, it's just, if it uplifts you, just go into it, walk down that path. Because um, that's what I did when I started getting into not only reading cards as a young person, but mediumship and psychic uh, development. I just, I was so pleased and excited. And it brought this new level to a, a rather gray reality for me. And then it became uh, my main reality when I was able to strengthen my gifts and strengthen my skills to where I really trusted each and every day. I always say, I remember a point in my late 20s where I kind of started having. More good days than bad days. And I was like, wow, it is possible. It's possible to thrive and feel good in my body and live a happy human life. Being human does not equal being, you know, kind of weighed down by all the things we have to do and deal with. And for me, being um, a little star child popping in, looking around at the world and the chaos it was in at the time, that was the 70s and 80s. um, Now I'm like, wow, whoo, you know, (laughs) there's got to be a lot of us here now. On the healing path to help with whatever is to come. Because um, while my idealist self thought it was going to get better, mm -mm, my realist knows it's just getting more complicated. But the patterns don't change. So when you're on the healer's path, um, I want to encourage all of you out there that may feel a little discouraged whether it is about a business issue or about just your path and your growth, that, you know, the world's going to need you more than ever. And when it's time to really engage, you will feel it, you will know it. So um, keep going, keep growing. And, um, you know, there's a reason for everything. And the patterns that you learned, the patterns of um, abundance and co-creation and energetic um, reality and energetic healing are all still very valid. It's just when, when kind of things get... Turned on their heads. Sometimes we we go right back into the fearful thinking, and the the reaction to what it is. But what we know uh, as wisdom beings is the same. So so remember that, and and we'll go into that a little bit more as we move forward, either in this show or in other shows. So another way that you can do inner work is um, inner child work. Uh, that I've done that been there done that many times, <laughs> sometimes on the same uh, part of my inner childhood. Uh, but you know, if you have patterns that are um, negative, whether it's expectations you have of other people, or um, patterns of insecurity, or patterns of jealousy, or patterns of pain, or you draw in toxic relationships. Um, sometimes there's, there's a reason and it has something to do with something you learned and plugged, you know, kind of tucked away unconsciously as a child. And, you know, that's really great to do if um, especially in your twenties, if you're out there, but you can do it as late as your seventies, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, It's when you feel like it's time and you're ready to heal that thing. That's not working for you. And how do you know it's not working? You know, if you consistently have negative emotions um, you know, towards others in your life, you consistently have relationships that either fall apart or are dysfunctional. Um, you know, you might get rid of one and then walk right back into another one. This, this has to do with working relationships too and your job, um, you know, sense of believing in yourself, you, you struggle with that or money issues, you know, all of these things, anything having to do with thriving and, and being balanced and sort of stepping into your adult Maturity um, that is usually an inner child issue. So you know that's something you'd want to go to a therapist for. And we'll talk about the difference between coaching and therapy and and inner work just as a private uh, practice in a minute, like a personal practice. So another way um, that you can do inner work is past life healing work, um, similar to inner child work, except it's usually done through hypnosis. Inner child work can be hypnosis too, but it's you know, in my opinion, it, it's good to go in there and kind of get conscious of what actually happened and work through it, that was my choice. Um, And I've heard other people uh, have gone through that work, and it worked really well. Past life work, I experienced through hypnosis, um, and I really enjoyed it that way. So not necessarily a reading, readings can be great and helpful. But when you have an issue that you know, seems to come from somewhere else, like you can't find it anywhere in your life. But there, you know, many of us are aware of something like that. Or you have a certain affinity for a certain culture or certain time period that you just can't explain in this life Um, or maybe you feel you know for example you're you're single for a very long time and you feel like you know your love is on another plane and you'll never meet them um, and there's issues there or you again try to recreate relationships with people from past lives and they still don't work well the key about past life work is it's great to get to know it through hypnosis, but what I think of the work as is breaking the karma. And when I say breaking the karma, I don't mean good or bad karma, punishment, reward, any of that. I mean uh, that karma can be an unconscious pattern, period. You know, you have your karma and you have your dharma. So the wheel of karma is about unconsciousness. We're just going through, we're making drama. We're we're breaking hearts, We're you know, getting high on joy, and then going right back down in the depths. And it's kind of this kind of circus, this monkey wheel. And then the Dharma is getting clear of that and saying, you know what, I'm not going to define myself by that unconscious pattern and that stuff anymore. I'm going to ask, why did I come here in this lifetime? What did I come here for? What did I come to contribute? And, and that's what, you know, a very, very, you know, simplified version of the path from karma to dharma and again that's a buddhist um a buddhist concept so you could look that up if you enjoy um, that simplified version and and check it out see if that works uh, for you another way that you can do inner child work is shadow work this has become a really popular um kind of catchphrase lately shadow work shadow you know I'd actually just show on it <laughs> and um you know it's it's really become something we talk about a lot now it's been around since the 80s 80s 90s maybe gotten a little bit more popular and it really is um you know it is inner child work it is past life it is it is this kind of work but the theme of shadow work is about looking at looking at more detail in the ways that um, you get invited to shadow dance in your life and maybe you know, someone triggers you, triggers a, oh, I just really don't like that person, or I really, you know, every time they come around, I just get, you know, tingles up my spine, or you just can't stand to talk to someone or listen to someone, or you're always getting in arguments and there's just a a clashing. And especially when it's really big or there's a really upsetting reaction to this, a lot of times you're being confronted by a shadow. And that shadow is somewhere inside of yourself. Um, so we the concept is that we mirror. The world, or we are connected like a hologram. You know, we're all different pieces of the same hologram, and we're all pretty much the same, essentially. Um, and I do believe we're made of the same essential parts. You know, ego, mind, fear, uh, spirit. You know, but within the spirit and the soul, there's that's where the the personal touches come in, and that personal journey comes in. But when you're mirroring egoic things, whether it's thoughts, fears, or behaviors um into to another person and that that outward is really getting on your nerves either it's upsetting that they're bringing that out in you or it's upsetting that you just don't like it in them and and what it points to is if you can heal whatever part of yourself is similar a lot of times you stop being frustrated with that person it's kind of amazing this is just one form of shadow work but it's it's for me that's what usually happens and when i notice i become friends with the shadow i bring light to it Um, either, you know, something I'm uncomfortable with in myself or don't like in another person, the issue just boop, just dissolves. Not without a little bit of journaling and crying and maybe some candle burning, but, um, you know, or therapy. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to go about it. And it really is about loving what's in the shadow. And to me, it's very humbling as a light worker and as um, as a spiritual coach. And, you know, I call myself a vibrational, um, I'm sorry, energetic therapist these days, because, you know, I may help people heal, but I, I'm more of a facilitator of the healing. So I, I feel more comfortable with that. But I'm doing this work in the world. And I'm never ever going to let myself say, Oh, well, I have arrived, you know, I'm completely enlightened, and I'm in Dharma all the time. And there are no shadows, because that's just not true. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. um, Everyone out there has shadows, every guru, every every person you can imagine. um, And it's just how they deal with it. So how are you dealing with yours? Um, Do people set you off? Does the world set you off? Um, Is there something in you that might be similar that you've disowned? because it's so despicable to some other part of you. And if you need help with that, give me a call. We can do parts work um, or, you know, really read up on shadow work. There's a lot of books out there. I think uh, Debbie Ford also has a, or she has a book called Dark Side of the Light Chasers. So especially for the light workers out there, it's a lot of, a lot of it is about shadow work. So it's a big, big area to look into, but um, this, this, all of these things, and we're going to, I'm going to talk about how all of these practices end up helping others in just a minute. But now uh, the difference between coaching, and um, you know, I'm a spiritual coach. And what that means is, um, you come to me to be a container in a sacred space to help you kind of sort through some of this stuff, but really present moment awareness stuff. And so that you can improve and or empower your life or your gifts. So that's what a coach does. It's kind of, you know, we can point you to the shadow work and and get you through a little bit. But mostly, we're, we're going to work with once you've gotten into that space of sort of on, on the dharma outside of that unconscious stuff. Um, if you really need to dive into the unconscious, um, a lot of times therapy and even hypnotherapy is good. But you know, mental health counseling or um, just general counseling is very good for that. So it's, you know, that can help you purge, sort and work through trauma and unresolved emotions. I recommend it not quite often, but you know, often enough. I have my, my people I like to send uh, clients to, to really work through some deeper stuff while I'm working with them or, um, you know, in, instead of, it just kind of depends on the situation. So uh, the key is I want to help you really get there. You know, and and the, when you call me or you work with me, I'm not going to tell you I can help you if I can or I'm not qualified to. So that's the key. When you're working with a practitioner, make sure you're going to the right one. And you know, an intuitive reading can also help you find that. So I just want to put that out there. But for those who um, want to DIY it, and I have DIYed a lot of my inner work, and I think it's important that you do that. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to therapy right now or oh, I'm getting coaching right now, like i'm in this phase of inner work it's really good to always be in inner work so um, no matter what there's always something right i was talking to someone the other day about my my analogy of clearing out the closet so when you first go into the shadows or go into your inner world and see what's there a lot of times especially in in with when it comes to inner child work you may have a big mess or it feels like a big mess or a lot of chaos or it's scary it's upsetting Um, It feels like it takes over everything for a little while and you clear out your closet. You clear out that, that part, you heal it, you bring light to it, you heal it, you sort it, Um, you bring an organization internally to it. And once you do the big work of the first leg, which is what people often kind of, they look off that, we'll call it looking off a ledge because sometimes it can feel that way. Like, oh, if I, if I go and open up that issue, like what's going to change, what's going to come out, how am I going to fall apart? You know what's going to get destroyed um and that can keep people in their in their shadows and in you know outside of their inner work but the key is to to trust and know that as you do that work it can affect others in a very powerful way not only how they respond to you but how they you know the things they believe about life so once you get past them the cleaning out the closet And then you you still need to keep cleaning it so you still need to every once in a while go in there and see well what am i how am i reacting unconsciously to this how you know why am i still holding on to this anger from 20 years ago um you know why can i let this issue go or why do i keep obsessing about this you know there's different things that come up and you can do a lot of meditation and find your happy place. And that's very good to me. That's a practice. That's a spiritual wellness practice, um, to go into those spaces outside of mind. But sometimes when the emotions get big and if you're an emotional person, I know I am, um, I gotta, I gotta work through those, which means again, some tears, some, some letters that I don't send some, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, that's one way you can do it. Journaling is great. Uh, guided meditation is great. Um, if you're at home, and sometimes you just, you know, you take a course or something, you're doing an online course, or even a, an assisted program or course, that can be great. So there's lots of ways to bring it home. And I would recommend don't ever turn it off. You know, once you get on the inner work train, keep on going, keep let, let it take you all the way to your last days, because i I believe and and from experience and from what I've seen with with the hundreds and and I think I'm over a thousand clients that I've worked with, um you know the ones that I've seen after and have heard what 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 have has occurred due to their inner work it it does work if you if you work it, it works like so many other things um, and it changes your perspective and when you change your perspective, it changes your experience of life. And when you bring in that wisdom, when you bring in that depth, so, you know, don't run from it. I want to encourage you, you know, of course, when you're ready, but take the plunge, do the inner work. So the, the ways that this, you know, can really help is especially, like I said, when you feel powerless to change a negative world or say a negative family dynamic or um, negative tribal dynamic. You know, this work empowers you because it gives you something you can focus on and change, which is yourself. That's all you can do. Um, you can't change others, You can't force it. So once you're able to focus inward and say, all right, I, I've got my plate full, you become less critical of what's around you and you become less critical of the world because frankly, you just don't have time when you're doing that kind of work um, and you're, you can only focus on so much at a time. And I think the key here too is to also once you see your own shadows and the your your own wounds and the things that are healing within you, you become more patient with the wounds of others or the wounds of the world or the confusion of the world. And you say, okay, like they might not be there yet. They're not ready to do the work, but that's okay because I've been in a place where I wasn't and I would hate for someone to make that wrong. And to come and tell me that I better get up and awaken and, you know, get out of the, get out of the shadows and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, uh, it's a very personal choice because the road is not, it's not easy. It's, it's not all love and light. It's, it, it's challenging for some, some people and not everyone's got shadows. You know, I have, I do have people that ask me, you know, well, I can't find my shadows. It's like well, your shadows might not be so dark. You might have a little one over there and then a little one over there. Maybe over a lifetime that you've lived, you've worked through them without even really thinking about it. But you know, of course, by what's happening in your life, that's the evidence. How you feel about the way it's going is your, is all the evidence you need. So things are going okay, status quo. You're probably doing fine. Uh, life has a way of calling you into this work when it's time. So. um when you uh, when you change, when you change yourself through the center work, another way this helps is your point of attraction changes. So I do like to talk a little law of attraction and manifestation. Um, I'm admittedly still learning a lot about it um, and practicing it for myself. Uh, so, but I do totally agree with this concept that when I'm focused on what's wrong, when I'm focused on the the darkness as a big, scary thing I don't want to look at, I'm considerably more stressed, I'm considerably considerably more anxious and more critical than I would be if I just go in there, do the work, <laughs> fall apart a little bit and then come out of it. I can be more present with what is, I'm more accepting and more balanced. So again, it's about balance and not about being completely in the light or um, completely in the dark. It's about coming and being able to see both very clearly. And when you're able to do that and be in the present moment, ideas come. You know, the ability to act on those ideas is there. Um, opportunities pop in because if you're in a different state, even if the opportunity came in, you might not see it. Um, you know, so it's really interesting to, to be in, in that state of of balance and openness that your closet is clear and you're ready to live with whatever comes at you that day. And you're not dragging all that stuff behind you. So point of attraction changes. There you go. Life starts to change pretty interestingly. So uh, another way this helps is when you feel better and more present through your inner work, others react to you differently. So a lot of times people will feel inspired, uh, you know, at how much you've done, how much you've changed. Uh, People will feel safe because you're more present and less judgmental. They're safe. So they come back around. There's healing that can happen. Um, present. they can be more present, because presence often breeds more presence, just like absence breeds absence. So if you're in a room full of people that are all talking over each other, and that's the the state of being in the consciousness they're in, it's just going to be like, oh, like, I can't even tell who's talking. I don't know if any of you have heard those conversations. They're very frustrating. <laughs> like, I just get really quiet if if I feel that happening. But um, But when everyone's present and listening, things open up, you know, the inner world opens up, everyone opens up to each other, you know, new ideas are shared, new emotions are created. um, And you go, wow, that was a really nice experience. So the key is being present to me, the payoff is, uh, you know, really cool memories of like, wow, I'm creating this really cool life. And when I kind of look back at it, I'm not feeling, you know, besides these things that when I didn't know what I know now, I didn't know how to work on them, and then I did. Now I'm, I'm clear and I'm present and I can expe- accept these things as, as what they are and know what to do to balance in the moment if necessary. So another way this helps is clearing negative patterns makes it possible to create new positive ones. So for me, I would say my example is, you know, changing diet. I've done it a gajillion times. And every time I do it, it's it changes the way my body feels. And I feel that as I age, it has changed. The needs have changed. Um, there was a time when I ate nothing but junk and then I was, you know, went full vegan and then I've gone into flexitarian, but it's all whole food. Um, and I feel I definitely know there's certain just no-nos. Like if I eat that, I'm gonna feel awful. Um, you know, and I things I used to eat all the time. And I was quite ill, you know, in my my late teens, early 20s. So my immune system was down things. Were, but I changed because I dealt with those patterns of negative eating um, and came into a healthy eating pattern. Um, it's it's I've created new positive patterns. So I literally don't even crave this stuff I used to crave. This is the same with relationships with a lot of people. You're used to going for the bad boy or going for the the argument. And then you you learn to let go. You learn what that is that creates all that and you release it. And then you're able to have a present moment, beautiful relationship with people. So this is this is the way. If you want life to change, it you gotta work. <laughs> but you know, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Cause what else you're gonna do? Either stay in the negative pattern or work on it and get positive. And it doesn't take that long when you really focus on it. So um, when I talk about negative patterns too, I like to think about it's, you know, I would say this whether or not there was a global pandemic, viral pandemic going around, but it is very similar to viruses and the way viruses are passed around or maybe even genetics. So if you think about um, in the family, negative patterns passed down from parent to child or or whatever, Um, but also in the world when we're out interacting with each other, whether we're related or not, um, the energy that we bring to a situation is what we pass on. And unfortunately, sometimes we do get affected by someone else's negative dynamic, but therein lies shadow work. So you can see how, oh, I get affected by the world all the time. I go out feeling like rainbows, and I come home feeling like a like a storm, like a hurricane. I feel awful. Um, and It's, you know, so the world's an awful place. So the world, you know, everything's just damaged. And the key is if you're able to do the work of what is it inside me that resonates with that, that recognizes it or identifies with it. And maybe I can bring love to that part of myself. And then when you go out in the world, it doesn't affect you quite as much anymore. Or you realize that you have to limit your time (laughs) in certain situations and you know how to take better care of yourself, but you're not overwhelmed trying to be like everyone else and blend in because when you blend in you're susceptible to that kind of viral negativity let's just call it that Um, and negative is again hard word um negative is not bad but when it comes to chaos to me chaos is like it's just all over the place it's very disorganized and it doesn't feel good so you could call it chaos call it negative whatever you want to call it the, the energy that doesn't feel good can get passed around but when you become stronger than that when your good vibes become stronger than the negative vibes, you're less likely to get dragged down by it, and that's having good energetic boundaries. So, um, and that's like having a good immune system, energetic boundaries, just like the immune system. So, and, and, you know, there are, uh, there's a lot of talk out there about our energy making a difference in our immune system, and I think that some of it's a little extreme, but I agree with the premise, and when you, it is, it's not only that, but also the food you put in your body. What you do with your time, the way you follow your intuition with what you're going to do, um, you know, being, being at one with the way things are, all of that feeds into it. And also, if you're high vibrational, you're, you know, you're likely to heal from an illness faster. You're likely to, to look for the solutions instead of staying in the sickness, um, and your your energy is stronger, so you're likely to overcome it. Um, I say likely just because, you know, that there's a lot of um, research and stories about it out there, but it's not always true. Sometimes it is, you know, the illness is a lesson and you have to stay there for a while. So it's all very personal. And I never want to be too general on the show, but I do want to inspire you to think about how this inner work that you're probably doing, if you're listening to the show, um, is, is really going to help you in a lot of areas. So if you're worried about losing people or uh, life-changing too much or worried about not being able to handle it on the other side, just know um, this is being human. You are a transformational being. And you can only, you can stay the same if you want. You get to choose that. But if you're one that hungers for growth and to live differently uh, than when you came in, like me, you know, this is worth it. This work you're doing is worth it. And it's not forever. It will change. You will change. You will go through really good times in your life. And you may go through some really difficult times of grief and challenge. But you know what, you'll get through it all. And the more that you fortify that inner world, uh, the more strong you will be to deal with it. And you can help others, whether it's professionally or just as as an inspiring person or a good friend. So it's good stuff. And if I haven't inspired, you know, encouraged you to do your inner work enough, I don't know what else I can say, but (laughs) I'm just, I'm cheering you on because I'm, you know, I know if you're interested in wisdom, if you're interested in spiritual coaching, if you're interested in doing this stuff and talking about these subjects, you want, you want transformation, you want growth. So I'm simply here to say, you're not crazy and you're not the only one. And whatever you're risking to heal is probably worth it. Um, so I would encourage you to listen to your intuition on that and and take it in and take steps when your guides and when your inner self tells you to. It's very important. So um, let's see. I think that's most of what I had to say about it. If anyone has any um, questions or any comments, you can feel free to put them in the chat or call in on the app. Um, if not, I can do a group reading. Um, I will... Definitely fill in our time, but I want to give everybody time to say something here. And I'll go on a little bit um, while I wait for those those calls. So um, some other thoughts I had about why inner work is so important and how it helps others is um, one, when we bring light to our own darkness, our fear gets less, you know, because we can see what's in there. So if you have parts of your psyche or parts of your life, you're like, I don't want to go back there. I've closed the door on that. Don't want it. But yet you're having issues or many, maybe several people have told you, you got to work on that thing or else this this, is other things going to keep happening. And you've had that reflected back to you, or you know it inside. Um, The key is when you open the door, um, I used to think about it as like, a herd of horses, you know, would just run out and run me over. <laughs> I know that's kind of weird, but it's like, if I open that door, there's, you know, there's these violent horses and they're just, they can't, you know, these stallions just can't wait to get out of there. And I get run over and beat up a little bit, but then it's over after they run me over, I'm done. And I can get up, dust myself off, look what's in the door. And usually, Oh, that's it. That's all that was in there. But I made it mean so much more. So my fear would get less and that can happen, especially with shadow work and inner child work, um, and trauma work as well. So you can see that your thoughts are only thoughts, and your judgments are only natural, and even your fear is only natural. But they are not everything. They are not all of who you are. So that's the key. When you bring light to your own darkness, you can see everything a lot better, and and you're not scared of those parts of you. Therefore, you get less scared of life and of change. Um, It also takes choosing peace, wisdom, and love over all states of being to enable connection with anyone on the planet or connection with the planet in general. So, you know, there's the fight or flight scenario, and that's kind of what we're growing out of. I I feel as well, kind of as a species, maybe it will always be there to some degree, but it, it really, we don't need it as much as we once did when we were cave people. And we, you know, we're fighting other tribes on a constant basis and running from saber toothed tigers and and everything. Like we really had to fear for our lives. Um, these days we create those fears, even though we live in a world of abundance, we create them and run our um, immune systems and our, you know, our nervous systems on them. So the key is um, to make sure that you set your course for something that you want to feel most in life, especially if you're a feeling person. If you're not a feeling person, you're more in your mind, like, well, how do you want your mind to feel? More organized, more stable, more grounded, um, more certain? You know, maybe, maybe you're a thinker. If you're a feeler, you want to feel a certain way most of the time. Like for me, it's at peace. If I'm at peace, then I can easily access joy. I can comfortably access my shadows. I can, but I'm in peace. So I don't really, I don't need anything else to, to get out, you know, to get out of, you know, to jump into it's, it's, I'm always, it's where, always where I'm at. So that I like that to be my baseline. And when I intended for that years ago, you know, true enough, it is my baseline. Sometimes I have to work to get back there, but I know where I am when I get there. I'm never lost when I can find my way back to my inner peace. So think about that. What's your ideal state of being most of the time? You know, if you had to choose anything in the world, you got to choose anything in the world, what would it be? And um, I would caution to avoid um, extremes because very similar to, you know, diets or lifestyles, extremes can burn you out. So even I want to live in joy all the time, you know, that seeking that and trying to get to that all the time is, you know, fine. If that's what you want, to me, it would be a lot of work. You know, so for me, my my baseline is peace. So if you feel like you just bop up into joy a lot easier, go for it. But if you feel like it's a stretch, then maybe think of something that's a little bit more your speed and know that it's no less. it's there's no good or bad about it. It is what's good for you. Um, so we also can't get to balance through the force of opinion, anger, or being destructive without intention. And I think that's important to talk about right now. With the information wars going on around covid nineteen and and a lot of other things, there's uh, a lot to be frustrated about. There's a lot to be angry about. and um, I have my opinions. I have um, you know, certain sides I stand on, and I certainly work with my vote. I certainly work with my intuition. I work with how I spend my money. That's how I work. I don't, you know vocalize a lot of a lot of that stuff unless it's in a a situation where I feel like some kind of change or experience will be created from it um, but the key is if you're a fighter and I've gone through this before because I want to honor all the warriors out there you're gonna need to fight so so be an activist do something that that lets that part of you feel like it has it has work to do it has a purpose because if you have a warrior spirit uh, and you and you feel like you're impotent to make change you're gonna feel that so that's just who you are. So make sure you're doing it in a, in a wise way, though. So make sure you're getting it out there or working for an organization or doing something where there actually is change occurring. If not, you're probably going to get into ego about it and just feel frustrated. Um, same thing for those who seek peace and, you know, just everything's just too loud and crazy and you just want everybody to shut up. <laughs> you know, it's, it's easier just to turn it off and unplug and do your own thing. It's easier to let it be there and say, yep, that's how the world is, or at least how it appears on TV or internet or social media. That's how it appears. But we only know, uh, this is a good point. Um, My spirit guides taught me years ago, we can only know um, others and information at the point at which it is exchanged. So people are so multifaceted. Things are so multifaceted. The truth is often multifaceted. Um, and we can only see it from one side at a time from where we are. So the key is to accept that and to say, Hmm, let's, let's just wait for these things to move forward, to, to unveil, to, um, show a little bit more, whether it's a person or, or a situation. And then, you know, you can start to work on it when you can dig your heels in, but when it, it get up in arms and get really frustrated about things and get angry and start getting in internet fights, um, Sure. A lot of people. I'm not sure about the audience on the show. I haven't met a lot of you in person. Some of you I have, but um, the ones I've met in person probably aren't getting into internet fights. But if anyone is, um, just a, just a little guidance there to to maybe again look at if someone's being self righteous and you're you're upset about that. Um, you know, is there something in you that's a little self righteous that you don't like that ha- always gets you into trouble that you know or that was disowned from another relationship. And see where you can send it love and and maybe those things won't trigger you so much anymore. And you can use that that opinion towards something that can actually make some change. So um another thing that that goes on in this world that that is interesting to talk about when we talk about inner work and and kind of spreading the light is spirit, including the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, a concept in the most popular religion, well, one of the most popular religions in the world but even that is really underrated in the human race. We get so focused on religion, we forget about the spirit side of it. So, when you're working on yourself, always work towards that spiritual truth and who you really are underneath all of all of those other parts of yourself. It is to me the most important thing to consider if we want a new world in a new way is to see everyone as spirit beings in human clothes you know we're all just and we come here and we forget who we are and we come through lifetimes of fighting and fussing and drama and you know um, crusades and the key is we're all just wanting to be in that place of wholeness you know we're all looking for wholeness we're all looking for that safety and i do feel that we all choose what we choose believe what we believe because there is a sense of wholeness and safety in the concept, but it doesn't mean we have it inside ourselves if we're holding on to just a belief. So the key is it's got to be experiential. You've got to experience it so that you're talking about your own experience and not a rule that you learned somewhere else or news that you heard somewhere else. It's about like what you know to be true on a visceral level, on a deeper level. So you know, it's it's all about what we want, In and, you know, we want that peace, and yet we continu- continually let it get lost underneath the noise. It has to do with egoic thinking and um, an I versus an I kind of thinking, war, and generation after generation, we see this. And I'm not trying to bring us down talking about this, but it's the truth. Um, maybe I'm just grounding us here because we do the inner work to become brighter, to shed more light, to share more love peace and wisdom. But the fact is we walk alongside uh, a lot of chaos. I'll call it chaos. Could call it darkness, but I'll just call it chaos. It's like order and chaos. And the key is we all get to choose. And it's it's harder, f- it seems harder for some than others, or some will choose to stay where they are. And it's gotta be okay. That is the number one rule if you want to shine your light in the world. That if, if you want it to change before you can do it, if you want anybody that you know to change before you can do it or any condition to change before you can do it, you'll be waiting your whole life, maybe many lives. So the key is to love it for what it is, but the, you also can have energetic boundaries. You don't have to let it in. Um, you can say that's out there. I'll love it out there. And I'm going to do my work over here and I'm going to share and give what I can where it's desired. So that's the key. Find your opening, but don't beat your head against the wall um, when, when it comes up because it really, it just wears you out. It just wears you out. Um, so the cool thing is when you work to awaken and bring this new state of being to your experiences with others and the world, you get to, you help keep the balance. So even though the darkness and the chaos and all that stuff is there, if you weren't here, you know, walking into the light, keeping the balance, can you imagine it would be really chaos. It would be nuts. So, we need people here who are, you know, a little bit more orderly, a little bit more in the healing work or in the, the work of becoming a, you know, a more um, calm centered human being, you know? And, and again, we're all at different places in the fog at any given time. So, it's really, really important to remember that it's not going to go unseen, unheard, um, and it's not for nothing. It is important. And if anything, your your particular point in the universe, who you are, that's what it wants to experience now. And if you lived simply for that, regardless of anything going on around you, that's what you will remember from this lifetime. And that's the thing that's going to affect others in a more healing, positive way in this lifetime. So that's why it's so important. And your inner world definitely reflects your outer world and what you understand about it, and with wisdom, that acceptance can happen, so um, yeah, I think that's it, I mentioned how it might not ever be love and light here, but we all do have work to do, and we get to choose, so I want to leave you with that, we get to choose, and the people around you get to choose, so even if you do all the inner work, and people are still difficult, or you're still feeling scrambled, it's okay, you know, it's okay, things, things will shift and change. We're an ocean of energy, always shifting and changing and in different places in that. So allow it and all is well. So we've come to close to the end of the show, and we're going to do a different type of meditation today. This is one that I uh, is similar to one of the neuro linguistic programming practices I've been doing in my office with my clients or online with with Zoom sessions, um, and it's really simplified version. But um, this is what we like to do when there's two sides of the self that are conflicting. So sometimes you might have, you know, a part that's really gung-ho about succeeding or healing and doing this thing. You've got this other part that's like, oh, I don't know about that. Or, um, you know, one part that's very positive and one part that's just like spitfire negative. Um, so I want you to think about, you know, before we go into this meditation, think about what you consider to be your light side and what you consider to be your dark side. And I'm going to call it uh, light and shadow. Um, to kind of take out, you know, any kind of presupposed feelings about light and darkness. But if you think about, you know, light is shed on you. And then the, uh, you know, the shadow that that is cast, there's those two sides of you. So we're going to look at that and, and whatever comes up, comes up. All right.
1: So let's see here. Let's start our meditation music.
0: And for wherever you are, whenever you are
1: listening to this show and the sound of my voice at this time,
0: I'd like you to find a comfortable spot to sit or lie down on your back. If you're driving, just drive. Do not close your eyes. But if you are not driving, please close your eyes in this
1: comfortable space and take a nice deep breath. Notice any sounds coming through your ears, the music, the sound of my voice, anything else in your environment. start to notice your sensations, the weight of your body in your seat or where you're laying, the feeling of the air in the room, any physical sensations or tension inside your body. Now focus on your vision. Your third eye right between your physical eyes. Allowing any light to dance on your eyelids behind your eyes as you as you watch noticing any images appear in your mind's eye. And just breathe. I'd like you to visualize yourself as two halves of a whole. One is a shadow and one is a light. You don't have to know what they mean. Just allow those pieces of you to project out. Allow them to stand in front of you a few feet apart. How do you feel about each of these pieces? Notice any similarities or differences. and ask the shadow what it wants for you now. And receive the message. Now look over to the light and ask At once for you now and receive the message. Notice how their answers connect somewhere inside of you and realize how they both are valuable and your awareness of them makes all the difference. Allow them to dance together and move closer as they swirl around and start to become one. Feel how this balance feels. Notice any visions that appear. Notice any other messages that come forth. Allow this swirling, balanced energy to come home to your heart center. as you begin to radiate from within. Embracing all sides of who you are as you do the work of awakening. How might this balance Help the ones you love. How might it make the world a better place? And how will you be different tomorrow having seen what you have seen here today? Rest here now Feeling the gateway open to allow new feelings of peace, wisdom, and love to fill you up and give you guidance. Enjoy this space for a few moments, allowing any new changes or messages to come to you now. Bring this feeling with you as you follow the sound of my voice as I count from one to five. One, feeling balance flowing through your spirit. Two, ready to radiate this power into your life. Three, grateful for all parts of yourself. Four, feeling present, and five, when you're ready, open your eyes and come back to your physical space. All
0: right. That's all for tonight. I hope you enjoyed that meditation. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Empowered Wisdom Hour. Again, this has been Molly McCartney. I'm a spiritual life coach and energetic therapist based in Orlando, Florida. My mission is to help empower your wisdom and spiritual gifts so you can find peace no matter what you are dealing with. I do this through private sessions in person and by phone and Zoom all around the world. You can check out my website at MollyMcCartney.com or follow me on Instagram, Empower Your Wisdom and Facebook Molly McCartney to learn more. Also, if you enjoyed this show and the meditation, I invite you to become a patron with a weekly pledge, of, of sorry, monthly pledge of as little as five dollars per month you can cancel or alter at any time. Just visit the PodBean homepage for my show and click the link in the upper right hand side to keep the wisdom flowing. And if you're on your phone, I think it's right there on top. Every little bit helps and I appreciate you so much. For now, may you stay well and at peace till next time we meet. Good night.